Hey babe, it's Femme, your coach to leveling up in lifestyle, dating, and confidence. And in today's episode, we are going to be addressing a very, very big problem that women across the world internationally face when they're trying to level up, and that is the fear of going out alone. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the three biggest things that are holding you back from going out into nicer environments to in order to increase your social circle, to immerse yourself in luxury, and to aid your ultimate level up. But first, let's think about something. Have you ever been in the scenario where you felt like an outsider? Have you ever been in a situation where perhaps you meet a new group of friends or, you know, they're not actually friends at this point. You meet a new group of acquaintances and you're instantly aware of how you're different from them. Or have you ever been in a scenario where a friend introduces you to someone and straight away you feel inferior to this person because of all the things they've managed to achieve? You see, at some point or another, most people have experienced something like that. Now, the truth is, these are the sorts of things that subconsciously affect our level up journey. Because the saying, your network is your net worth, is incredibly, incredibly true. Knowing this, and knowing that it's important for us to get ourselves out there, not just for our dating lives, but also to network with potential business connections or potential mentors, and also to level up our social circle, we have to put ourselves in the environments of people we want to meet. And the truth is, the people we want to meet, for most of us, those are higher leveled people so we need to enter these higher leveled environments but it's saturday night and you know you should be going out but there's no one to go with you and you want to go somewhere high end but because there's no one to go with you you talk yourself out of going out by yourself because of the fear of going out alone now why does that happen you see for the most part And this is the thing, the biggest thing that affects people is to do with mindset. There's three key things to do with our mindset that is really blocking us from achieving and receiving our blessings in this area. The first thing is called imposter syndrome. Now, a lot of you have probably heard of imposter syndrome before. Imposter syndrome is a feeling of not really being, of not really belonging, despite the fact that there's evidence to show that you do. So for example, I'll give you my first true like feeling of imposter syndrome. It was when I was working at a big gallery here in London. And, you know, I walk into this space and I can tell you for the longest time, I worked there for months, it was very, very rare for me to see another black person unless they were, um, they were doing some sort of um, a low-skill job. And so I'm here doing all this creative stuff and I don't see people who look like me. And actually, that's a lie. 
when I did see people who looked like me, when I did see other black people, they were in these beautiful classical paintings. However, they certainly weren't, you know, the queens and kings that were being displayed in these in these paintings. They were servants. So what starts to happen is that I, you begin to feel like an outsider. Now, I grew up in a little village in <laughs> in Dublin, Ireland, right? I'm used to this sort of feeling. But for a lot of people, they're not used to that. Let's say you are in a place where there's a high population of people of color. And then you then enter a very, very affluent place. Now, the truth is the number of people of color in the 1% is, is oh my God, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculously small. So it's a given fact when you enter these places that you are less likely to see people who look like yourself. Other ways that you can see people, you don't see people who look like yourself can be in terms of appearance. Like I'm plus size. I am very tall and very plus size. <laughs> I have massive boobs and a flat pancake butt. The chances of me running into someone else who looks like me is incredibly slim, especially now in the places that I spend my time. And so imposter syndrome may show up for you in that way, but it could also show up for you in terms of class. It's not just to do with appearance, it's to do with class. If you are working class and you are now trying to enter upper class environments, you experience a sort of awareness of yourself, awareness of your difference. There's this term uh, coined by W.E. Dubois. It's called double consciousness. Double consciousness is a term that describes an internal conflict you experience where you are aware of your double identity. So for example, most often it's to do with Let's take an African-American person, for example. They are aware of their identity as an American, but they're also aware of their identity as a black person. And sometimes those two identities conflict. They contradict each other. And so, for example, if you walk into a high-end environment and you come from a working-class family and your finances are in a place where, you know, you would typically expect someone to be if they're going to the Four Seasons, you instantly become aware of your identity in terms of finances rather than your identity in terms of, let's say, uh, an American or an Italian or a British person. And so these sort of things that stop us, the reason why they're so effective in really holding us back is because when you experience this, your biggest fear is being found out. And that means you're going to be rejected. Now, the fear of rejection is one of the biggest, one of the biggest killers of success. And this is why it's so key for you to work on your confidence. Because confident people, they walk through life knowing that they may be rejected, but the effect it has on them is minimal. But someone who's actually insecure, and if you have imposter syndrome, you're experiencing a sort of insecurity. You walk through life being so tied to what other people think about you that you limit yourself. 
So if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, you're not going out by yourself because you're fearful someone is going to find out that maybe you don't have $10,000 in your bank account, that maybe the jeans you're wearing are from JCPenney, that maybe this is your first time ever in a five-star hotel. You become so aware of how you are different and you also experience a paranoia. A paranoia that everyone is looking at you. Your fear is that you'll walk into that bar alone and people are thinking, why is she here by herself? People are thinking, so what is she really looking for? Because she, a person like her doesn't belong here. Or people are thinking, who is she kidding? She can't afford this place. Why is she pretending? You see, when you have thoughts like that, and I want you to really think if you've ever had a thought like that, you see, most of the women who I coach, who we work on their lifestyle level on a social, on a social uh, field, they are having these doubts. They think that everyone is going to notice whatever flaws that they have. But the truth is, and you know, as, as a coach, it's my responsibility to say things that sometimes are hard to hear. <laughs> I just finished a coaching session and I had to say it to this woman. I was a bit afraid in case she got offended, but I had to say it. The truth is when you think like this, that is incredibly selfish. You are actually thinking in a very selfish way. For you to think that you walk into a room and most people, their attention is on you, Sis, are you on that level? Are you really that special? The only person who I can <laughs> who I can feel like, you know, this would be realistic for them is if you were a celebrity. Beyonce can walk into the four seasons and be conscious that hey, people might be staring at her. But are you on Beyonce's level? Really do people know you like that? The truth is that everyone is thinking everyone is thinking about them when actually they are all thinking about themselves we as humans are selfish people so it's not just you but understand really get it you are not that important for people to be paying this much attention to you this is gonna help you when you realize that hey the truth is People don't really care. We're too focused and absorbed in ourselves. You see this all the time. Let's say you go to a bar and you see a man and a woman looking at each other. They keep glancing at each other. The woman keeps looking at the guy to see if the guy is looking at her. And the guy keeps looking at the girl to see if the girl is looking at him. Both of them are concerned with themselves. But both of them believe the other person is concerned with them. That is the second thing when it comes to what's stopping you. It's selfishness. Get over the selfishness. Realize that actually to not be a selfish person is to go there and not think that you're going to get all the interest and attention from people. And, you know, the last thing that I'll say that I see comes up most often in this area is women will say to me, yeah, but if I go out by myself, it's awkward. And my response is, it takes two people 
to have an awkward situation. So are you have? I mean, did you duplicate yourself? Are you having an outer body experience with yourself where you're like, sis, this is awkward. And she's like, yes, sis, I know. <laughs> the truth is, it's not awkward. It's awkward because you feel it's awkward. Who is there to be awkward with? You're by yourself. No one is talking to you. <laughs> like, the reason this makes me laugh so much is because I used to have these limiting beliefs that if I go to a bar and I sit at the bar by myself with a drink, it's awkward. But the truth is, I'm not interacting with anyone, so how is it awkward? I am just finding any excuse in the book to not do what I know I should be doing. But I know some of you out there are still going to be like, yeah, but fam, like, what should I do? If I go out by myself, what do I do? Do anything you would do if you actually no, actually don't do anything you would do if you were by yourself. Because some people do some strange things when they're alone. But do anything you would do that's publicly acceptable if you were by yourself. Read a book. Play a game on your phone. Or if you want to be a really leveled up woman, just be present. And being present means absorbing the environment around you. It means not trying to hide by tilting your head downwards and using your gorgeous hair that you've spent ages curling to cover and hide your whole face with your shoulders slumped over where no one can approach you and you're spending your whole time flicking through your phone. It means actually having open body language turning yourself to face your audience aka the the people in the room it means paying attention to what's going on this is so powerful when you're present you can seize so many opportunities or maybe this is the moment that you notice that the girl sitting beside you is by herself and who wow now you can have a friend who's going to join you Being present allows you to have so much more when you're alone. You get to pick up on things. You also, just being familiar with certain scenarios makes you feel more comfortable. The first time you ride a bike, it's scary. The second time you ride, it's scary. But the hundredth time you've ridden a bike, you're like, oh no, I know this, I've got this. And it's the exact same thing. The more present you are, the more familiar you become to your surroundings. And that familiarity breeds confidence. And that confidence breeds success. So I want you to look at yourself and look at these mentalities. These mentalities are all things that allow us to shy away from going out by ourselves but truly they are also mentalities that make us run away from just achieving things that we want that are slightly out of our comfort zone so babe ask yourself in what area of my life am i replacing the word difficult with uncomfortable now 
I want to give you a little bonus. What can you do to position yourself in a way that you actually get approached and you don't have to be the one doing the approaching? You know, I'm a woman who truly believes in femininity, but I also believe in charisma. And charisma and femininity, they have a fine balance. Part of charisma means making the first move, but I definitely don't believe in making aggressive moves. You see, when you glance at someone across the room and you give them a small but knowing smile, you're giving them a green light that says, hey, it's okay to approach me. And when that man or woman eventually makes their way over to you, maybe they go and, you know, order a drink at the bar, which just so happens to be next to you. And they turn their head to the side and say, that drink looks interesting. What is it? In their head, they think they've made the first move. But the truth is between me and you, you made the first move but it feels like they did. Now there's many, many more ways that are more in depth and also a lot more effective on how to get approached when you're out. Whether it's in a networking scenario or whether you're, you're hoping you know, to meet your future husband one day. <laughs> but the truth is I can't share that with you because that is something I reserve for my VIFs, my very important femmes. But I also just want to shout out my VIFs, my women who I work with on a monthly basis, because they're the ones who always, always remind me of these scenarios. And the fantastic thing is I get to go in depth with them and the results that they see where it's just instantaneous and how people interact with them makes it all worth it. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I really, really, really really love sharing these pieces of information with you especially the stuff we don't see on other level up pages i am here to encourage you to grow but also to give you practical and actionable steps on how but a big thing that a lot of people forget is the psychology the mentality understanding why you behave certain ways is powerful it's the first thing you need for real change So if you've enjoyed this episode, it would put such a big smile on my face if you let me know what you thought. If you're on iTunes, leave me a review. And if you want to join me over on Instagram, I'm at the Fem Guide and you can send me a comment or a message on what you thought of this episode. If you start to implement what you've learned and you're seeing success, I really, really would love to hear from you. In the meantime, I hope you have a fiercely fabulous and feminine day and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.